0: This is Meg Tilton at the A cow Life, episode number 37, Making Your House a Home, Five Things Living in a Rental Taught Me. This is the A cow Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose a place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Welcome back to the podcast today, everybody. It is not morning when I'm recording this. It's actually Monday afternoon my weekend didn't go as planned. I don't know about yours, but I ended up getting sick. And so because of that, I slept through most of Easter and general conference and I had to cancel our dinner plans, but luckily I'm going to redo that next week. So everybody was accommodating for that and understanding, which I totally appreciate. But I also wasn't able to get to this podcast as much as I wanted to, and so I'm recording it a little bit later in the day when my little one is down for a nap, and that's just how mom life goes, right? I'm sure so many of you can relate. So I'm really hoping that the sickness in our family is done. I'm just tired of it. It's been a rough year in the Tilton house, and so I'm ready to move on and hopefully not get so sick from here on out, but who knows, knock on wood, right? Okay, so I'm excited for a new month, the month of April, where we're gonna talk all about making your house a home. This is something I'm really passionate about and something I feel really strongly about is creating a beautiful home and creating a place where you want to have people come and that your family loves to be and that's warm and inviting. So I have some really fun things lined up for you this uh, month and I'm excited to share them with you. So today I thought that I would start off by sharing five things that I learned while my husband and I lived in a rental when we were first married. So we lived in an apartment in Pullman, Washington when we were first married, very, very briefly. And that was really fun because we were just a couple you know, just newly, newly married. And we only lived there a month or two. And then we moved to Michigan. And that's really where I consider our marriage having started. Um, And we lived there for about three years. And the apartment that we lived in in Michigan was um, a two-story condo. And it had two bedrooms and a bathroom upstairs. And then on the main floor, it had a very, very tiny kitchen. One that I would consider a one-butt kitchen, which means that really no more than one person should be in that kitchen at one time. It was so small. And then a dining room and a living room. And then we also had a basement, which was super nice because we had a washer and dryer down there. So it wasn't a huge space, but it was just enough for what we needed. And we ended up welcoming our first child home there. And it was adequate and fine and we loved that space and there are a lot of reasons I think we did love it and it was because it was a good experimental ground for me in how to turn a house into a home when we first moved in we had a bunch of hand-me-down furniture which there is nothing wrong with that Um, but there was no cohesion to it um, all the walls were white. It was so sterile feeling and it just didn't feel warm and inviting. And I just didn't really like being there. And so I'm going to give you five tips of what I did in that space that really helped it feel like a home. And I have carried the, the same things that I learned in that space over to every other space I've lived in since. And they truly do make a huge difference. And I think they're valuable in really creating a home because a home is more than just a shell. Because the interesting thing was, is that when we moved from Michigan to here in Missouri, I was really sad because I loved that space. But once everything was gone, I realized it was just the shell. And so I had filled it with things that had made it a home. It wasn't a home in and of itself was what I put into it and the feeling that feelings that we created there that made it a home. And I think a lot of that stems with how you decorate and where you put a little bit of emphasis there. So I'm going to give you my top five things that I think can really help you. And this can be applicable to if you're in a rental that's not yours or if you are in a home that you've been in forever. And you just maybe are like, I need some new fresh ideas and I need to know where I should put my emphasis. These of course are not all of them, but I think they're some of my top ones. Okay, the first one, paint. Okay, paint goes such a long way. And the great thing is, is that paint is cheap. And paint, you can paint over if you don't like it. And it's still cheap. You know, it's like maybe $30 a gallon. And if you live in a small space, that'll get you pretty much the whole room, which is awesome. But paint is a must. And I believe in painting rentals. And I'm going to share with you later in the month, one of my favorite decor books, and we will talk more about this. But The woman who wrote this book is a huge fan of doing this, and I am too. I don't even know if I asked permission. I think I may have. And they didn't even charge me when we moved out to paint it back. So that was so awesome, right? But even if they had, it would have been worth it to me. So I painted the living room walls in that apartment, a pale yellow, and I even had an accent wall that was first red. I had it be red. That was a big color back then. And then I changed it to like a mossy green color that was really pretty. And Paint turned that apartment from a sterile dwelling to a warm and inviting one. And Dr. Tilton would often come home from his job and comment on, on how much he loved to come home and see the warm glow of our apartment through the windows out into the street. And I, that just made my heart happy, right? Who doesn't want to see a warm, inviting glow when they come home? And I think it was all done with paint. It was amazing. And one other thing I will talk about in a minute. So if you're hesitant, don't be. Just go to the store, pick out some colors. You can jump on Pinterest and you can find some tried and true colors that people have used and really love. And I say start there if you don't know where to start. And then go from there and don't be afraid to experiment and try things. And that is the beauty of making your space a home is that you're not going to get it right the first time and that's okay. And then you just try again. So luckily as you do it more and more, then you get better. It's just like everything else you do in your life. You just have to keep experimenting. So go get some paint and put it on your walls. It will make such a huge difference okay second thing other than paint you do need to hang things on your wall so in this house in this apartment that we had in michigan i had the couch on the big long wall in our living room and i put a mirror over the top and i put a big almost floor-to-ceiling bookcase on one side and i hung other things on the wall and it just broke up the space and made it not seem so bare in fact one day my friend and i were i don't know if we were walking or driving and we saw that these people had thrown some stuff away and so we stopped and we started rummaging through and i found this awesome shutter it's not really a shutter i don't even know what it is it's just this trimmed out thing that has these slats of wood in it And I took it home, and I painted it, and I hung it on the wall in our dining room, and I got three wreaths, and I put those on there, and it just softened that space, and it made it my space, and it made it inviting, and it made it personal. And the really cool thing is that that shutter has gone with us to every house since. In our previous house, before buying this one, it hung in my kitchen, and... Loved it in that space, and now it hangs on my front porch right near my front door. So, not only is it something that I've used for years, but it also is a memory, and it's kind of something that my even my husband I was thinking of getting rid of it, and he's like, I don't know, that's just kind of such a memory. And so, we have held on to it, and I have found different places for it to work, and so it is not only functional but a memory so that's kind of what i'm driving at there is that you can fill your space with things that will go with you and that's the beautiful thing right is that that shutter went with me the mirror has gone with me the bookcase went with me everything else that i put up in that space went with me in fact the only thing that stayed when we left was the paint And I could take that with me too, right? If I really wanted to paint those colors again in my new house. So definitely don't be shy of hanging things on the wall. And you know, it's one of those things too, like if you are living in a rental and you don't want to put holes in the wall and you're going to get dinged some money, I'm sorry, but it's worth it. It's totally worth it. I had a friend tell me that she lived in, in an apartment when her husband was going to school and she wanted to put some curtains up. And she didn't do it because they were like, well, we're just going to live here a year. Well, guess what? They ended up living there almost three to four years. She could have enjoyed $50 curtains for three to four years. If she'd just put them up, even if she just enjoyed them for a year, what a difference that would have made. And she could have taken them with her, Right. So don't be shy to get those things. Curtains are not in my list here, but curtains are definitely something that will help create a space that is more personal and that you can take with you. So definitely look into things to hang on your wall and make sure that they have meaning to you. Don't just plunk anything up there. Have a purpose for it. And if you're not good at that, have a friend help you out. There are so many people out there who have an eye for those things and that would be able to come over and tell you in about five minutes what you should do so don't be in despair if you're like I don't know how to do that there's plenty of people out there who would be willing to help you and it will make such a difference in your space okay number three I advise that you get a headboard for your master bedroom now I realize this might be kind of a personal taste thing but I think a headboard in a master bedroom is a must And when we were in in our first place, we actually had a headboard that was given to us um, and we took it and it was like that oak color and I painted it white and it just grounded our space. It just made it seem a little bit nicer than the other bedroom and it just made it defined as the master bedroom and it really just anchored, the pillows that I had, and the bedding. So I just really think that a headboard is important. I remember um, helping somebody one time with their home, and they did not have a headboard in their master bedroom, and it looked like a dormitory. It did. It looked like it was not a master bedroom, and it was in a home that definitely should have had a master bedroom. And it made a huge difference in that space. And I know if they had gotten one, it would have made that space just over the top amazing. So definitely look into that. The good news is, is that you can find a lot of headboards for free. You can find them on Craigslist for really discounted. You just might have to be a little bit patient, but they're out there. And I think that they're a must in a master bedroom. Okay, number four, lighting lighting lighting, lighting. I cannot emphasize that enough. Lighting, I believe, is the number one factor in turning a house into a home. I am really not a fan of overhead lighting because a lot of times it's not done right, and it can leave a space looking washed out and sterile. Now, I think that there are some exceptions to this. Like, I think the kitchen needs overhead lighting and dining room needs overhead lighting. But pretty much outside of that, I am a lamp, like table lamp and floor lamp girl, because you want to create a space that's cozy and floor lamps and table lamps are the things that do that. And you want to make sure that you get light bulbs that are the warm color. Now the LEDs in the past have been really tricky, but they're coming out with better ones, but you don't want to get those really glaringly white fluorescent sterile Looking things. I know in our, pa- in our last house they had this um, fluorescent like box light over the top of the island and I hated it because it just made that space seem like an operating room or some dingy I don't know underground locker room. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't like the space and so eventually we had those lights taken out and I had pendant lights put in and it made all the difference so really look at your lighting if you don't like the space and don't feel like it's warm and inviting because you can fix I believe 95% of your problems with lighting So you need to have enough lighting, of course, and so you're going to have to get a little creative because you don't want like 10 floor lamps all over your house, of course, in one room. But there are so many options out there that only not only bring light, but also bring a lot of aesthetically pleasing um, pieces to a room. Like lamps are beautiful. I am one of those people that if I could have 10 lamps in a room, I would because I think that lamps are so pretty. But they need to be um, aptly placed and of course not overused or they become clutter and you don't want that either. So really look into your lighting, even if you are in a position, I would say have a lighting specialist come in or a decorator help you if you're really struggling with that because it is key to making your house what you want it to be and really turning it into that warm and inviting home. Okay, number five, rugs. Now, I think you should have rugs and area rugs even if you have carpet. And this is because it really, an area rug really brings a room together and groups everything together in a visually pleasing way. The trick is to pick out a rug that is sized appropriately for your space. Now, I think a common mistake is that we often go too small. So you wanna be really careful when you buy a rug that it's not in the middle of the room all by itself. You know, usually you want at least part of the furniture on the rug. That's a good indicator, but you don't want it so big that it is, you know, taking over the room, but you don't want it too small that it's like a doormat rolled out in the middle of your living room. That is not what you want. So depending on your style with rugs, the beautiful thing is, is that you can either get one that's fairly neutral so that the pillows and other pieces of furniture that you have in the space are accented, are really the showcase of the room, or you can make the rug the showcase of the room, which I think is really fun. And the thing is, is that you can mix this up from room to room so say in my living room right now my rug is a little bit more of a statement piece it has navy and white in it and it has this really cool pattern and my couch is more of a neutral tannish color so the the rug definitely pops and then i have more colorful pillows Um, and so that's really a great kind of statement piece I'm actually thinking of getting a different rug that's going to be even bolder and more of a statement piece that would have a lot more color in it I kind of like to make rugs statement pieces because they can be changed out and I know that they can be expensive but let me tell you if you go to like Tuesday morning or TJ Maxx or Marshalls or you know Home Goods you can find some awesome rugs for relatively inexpensive. And there's also, you know, Wayfair and Overstock. You can find some great rugs in those locations for fractions of the cost of what you will pay in other places, because rugs can be very expensive. I mean, I've seen rugs, there's rugs that are $100,000, if not more. And then there's rugs that are hundred dollars. It kind of depends on the size and then what you're going for. But I found the rug for up in our loft where our TV is at Tuesday morning. Um, was it Tuesday morning? Yeah. At Tuesday morning. And, um, it's a great rug. It's fairly neutral, but I love it. It's so awesome. And I think it was like $200. So really inexpensive. And it's one that I'll use for a long time. So don't be afraid to try out rugs. And the great thing is too, you can take them back, right? So it's not like when you put in permanent carpet where you're like, hope I like it, because once it's in, it's in. Um, You can bring it home, you can try it out. If you don't like it, you can take it back. So that's the great thing about buying from local sources like TJ Maxx and HomeGoods and all that. But um, you can do it online too, but you just would have to check the return policy and what that is like, because it is kind of a pain to send a rug back. Okay, so those are my five tips that I learned from living in an apartment and um, that were really beneficial to me as I moved forward into making other spaces homes. Now, in all these suggestions that I gave, you are going to have to spend money (laughs) on your house to make it a home. And I think that this is kind of aptly placed after the month of March where I talked all about money. Now I know for many of you this can be hard, but I'm telling you that it will be totally worth it to invest in your home. There are a lot of people out there that say you should spend money on experiences and not things. And I, agree, I do agree with this to some extent, but I want you to think of where you have the majority of your life experiences it's in your home. You live in your home 365 days a year. You should surround yourself with things that you like and that make you want to be in your home. The thing many of us don't realize is that money spent on things you like will go with you to a new home. So it's like an investment that can last for many, many years. And your home is a place you are constantly making memories, so you should want to be there, and you should love being there, and you should love being able to share it with all of the people that you welcome into it. You will never regret the money you spend on your home, I promise you that, and on the things that you put into it to make it a place that you love to be. So I know that this will come back to you tenfold and it will bless you in so many ways. The only trick is that you're going to have to convince your husband of it too. (laughs) That darn husband, you got to convince him that he is worth spending money. But here's the thing, most guys, well, I shouldn't really say that. A lot of guys that I've heard, you know, once they see that their wives put in some effort into their home and start to make things look nicer, they appreciate it. I mean, my husband comments all the time how much his life has improved since getting married, just in the the category of his living space. So that is a true testament that it does make a difference. And even the guys notice, which is awesome. So I hope you take these tips and tricks and can apply them in your life. If you have any questions or would like to ask me anything about it, please reach out to me at the 8 callifecom And please, please, please go leave a review at The 8 Cow life on iTunes. Do it on your computer, not on your laptop, on your phone. It's so much easier. And I will see you next week where I am interviewing Ashley Wilson, who is an interior designer and you are not going to want to miss it. I'll see you then, bye-bye.